0: This podcast is part of the Michigan Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. Go to michigansportsandentertainment.com
1: for more great podcasts. The song that we are about to discuss was brought about by the great cake-melting tragedy of 1968 and, of course, a whole lot of nonsense. Hello everybody and welcome once again to Decomposition Podcast where we hyperanalyze all of your favorite terrible songs. My name is Brad and with me as always is my co-host Katie. Katie, how are you doing tonight?
0: I'm good. I gotta be honest. Mm. I'm a little stressed. Yeah. It's the end of the semester. Sure. I got doctoral final papers due, Mm. but we're making it happen. We're making it happen. We are are creating
1: content. Yes. Is what we are doing.
0: So I'm both excited and like mildly stressed.
1: Huh? I'm a little beat up and run down. So, yeah. you know, all all these things are making magic tonight.
0: But we got a brand new guest. We
1: so. do have a brand new guest joining us all the way from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, you know her from her podcast, Your Brain on Facts. Moxie, Moxie, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing fabulously now that I'm on your show. Ah, shucks. Yay.
1: So this song was was your idea? This was uh, one of one of the songs you suggested because you did a, a routine to this song, naming it the worst song ever. Isn't that correct?
2: Yes. Uh, for the past seven years, in addition to being a podcaster, I was a burlesque dancer, and I produce and produ- burlesque producer, and I produced a show called "The Worst Song Ever." So, we had so it was a whole like, show. A whole okay. show, yeah. Um, I, I still think this is high in the running for the title, but we had things like Don't Worry, Be Happy, Achy, Breaky Heart, <laughs> uh, stuff like that. And, yeah, I'd stack this against anything else that was in that show and any other suggestions people had because it doesn't make a damn lick of sense.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, no, it, it flat out does not.
0: And I- I've got some pretty serious justifications for the song from the writer right. himself.
1: Yeah, and I read yet, a couple things that the writer too. said. Yeah,
0: I still think we're going to walk away going like BS. This doesn't make any sense.
1: None of it is making this song good.
0: Right. So,
1: Certainly not. whether or not it ends up making sense is almost immaterial because we're not going to enjoy this song.
0: But, Moxie, I have to ask you, did you enjoy doing a routine
2: to it? Yeah, what's weird is that burlesque can really take you out of yourself and the things that you like. Um, I'm about to do my, my very last routine before I retire, uh, to the Debbie Boone song, You Light Up My Life.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Which is oh, wow.
2: also one of the worst songs ever. And I'm doing it in tribute to my father because, oh. uh, wait, is this show marked explicit? Are you guys working blue?
1: Yeah, you can. You yeah, can. No, I can no, always this... edit anything I want. Okay. so
2: Well, you'll have to bleep. Uh, uh. This this act is in tribute to my father because he <laughs> hated this song.
1: <laughs> hated hated song.
2: I I hate it too, and I have to listen to it to rehearse. I did a number as a marionette, despite the fact that I hate marionettes. I find them super creepy, like you know the um, <laughs> Team America, the old Thunderbirds TV show. Which is oh yeah. Blah, blah. But the Annabelle you movies. Yeah, we don't need that. The, the act, bonus fact, the actual Annabelle doll was a Raggedy Ann. Really, really? It was just a Raggedy
0: Ann doll. Oh, I hope I don't have any old Raggedy Ann dolls around the house, because <laughs> now I'll be terrified of them.
1: And you won't be able to sleep at night. hmm Cool. Pretty cool. On top of all the stress?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, yeah, well, keep me up to write my paper. So actually, thank you for that tidbit. I'm going to imagine a Raggedy Ann in the house. <laughs> I'm
2: going to stay up all night. Um,
1: okay.
2: There you go. Nothing like a little terror to aid your productivity. Yeah, no, just thank a you hair. So much.
1: Yeah. Um, but before we get into the meat and potatoes of this song, uh, Moxie, would you would you tell us what was the first album you ever owned?
2: I can only remember as far back as CDs, uh, because okay. about eight years ago, I have a very good reason for this, in addition to being blonde, um, eight <laughs> years ago, I was struck by lightning, oh. so I got some 404s up in the old brain pan, so some, okay. some files are not where I left them, um, I can remember being given a stereo for my 16th birthday, and my parents had bought a Yanni CD oh, for yeah. nice. reasons, Not to, not to date myself too badly, but we're talking like 1995. Right. Okay. Um, And Queen's Innuendo. Okay. So the last, the last album that Freddie Mercury was alive for the duration of uh, production. And then I remember late, um, shortly thereafter buying myself uh, Stone Temple Pilots' Core. Yeah. Their, their first big album one with Plush on it. Okay. Nice. So I think wow. Yanni, Yanni, Queen, and Stone Temple Pilots, a fairly nice swath there.
1: I got I to say, uh, our house growing up was was rife with Yanni CDs as well. They had all that stuff, Yanni and John Tesh and uh, – Oh. Oh, Enya.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, no. I, I, I had a couple of Enyas, uh, and it wasn't until I think earlier this year that I learned that she's not singing in Gaelic. She's singing in a made-up language, just like she's like, like like Sigur Ross does. It sounds like Gaelic. It has the, the hui sound in it too. No, just 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 making made up. sounds. Just making sounds. I wow. thought just, I thought just just making breathy. Layered sounds. Ugh. Do you know that yeah. that's
0: what they do in Cirque du Soleil as well? Oh, really? The singers yes. in Cirque du Soleil sing in a non-language. Yes, but uh, at least it. they're putting it out there that that's what they're doing.
2: Yeah, well, th- that makes it very universal. And a performer, exactly. a performer in in one of my shows, um, was doing a Cirque du Soleil song in her number, and she said she desperately Googled trying to find the meaning of this beautiful song. Uh, it's just it's just made up words. It's yeah. just
1: sounds. I thought Sigarosa was a uh, uh, Swedish they, no, they no.
2: do. They no, they do make made up. Okay. Apart from apart from their cover of Reigns of Castamere," you know. Uh. Well, this actually fits well with our
0: uh, recent episode with Teresa, where we talked about uh, singers just making sounds. Yeah. because Brad oh, yeah.
1: just a imitating. You also yeah. are
0: a singer who That's just true. makes sounds
1: sometimes. That's the truth. If I don't know what the words are, I'll just You're just uh, making sounds. <laughs> exactly, works for Enya.
2: That's right. That's, That's a, a good justification. That. She <laughs> lives. <laughs> home, she lives in a bloody castle. Just her and her cats. I am not uh, making wow. That up. Wow. So that, yeah, it's good work if you can get it.
0: Brad, next time some like drunken patron of a of a bar cover gig yeah. tells you like you got the words wrong
2: to that song, you yeah. can say hey, I was just making them up, like I Enya.
1: Up. I was just pulling in Enya. Or I was or pulling in
2: alter- Enya. Or alternately, you can tell them, uh, what Janice Joplin told my father when he auditioned to be her bass player. He didn't get it, obviously. Um, he had made a mistake in the, like, first part of the song and then he corrected it for later in the song. And she said, never do that. Keep huh. making, keep making the mistake. And now it's your variation. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's good advice. So you can, so you can just advice. tell the guy, you can just tell the guy, no, man, this is my version of it. Yeah. It's My variation. Those are my yeah.
1: words to it's Mr. Red, Biggs to Red's be with you. Yeah.
2: Artistry <laughs> over uh-huh.
1: there. Absolutely.
0: What do you say, guys? Should we dive into this? (laughs) Oh,
1: let's do it. So this is, of course, the well, the one we're going to be focusing on here is the 1978 hit by Donna Summer, MacArthur Park. It is off of her album Live and More. Um, Katie, how many times do you think this song made it to the charts?
0: I know that I know that it was covered a bunch of times. Yeah. So there was the original time it came out. Right. In what was like sixty eight. Sixty eight. Do you
1: know who it was originally by?
0: Um. I know the names of the people, but I don't know who they are. Like, okay. Jimmy
1: Webb and Richard Harris. Well, Jimmy Webb was the writer. Mm-hmm. Uh. Richard Harris played Dumbledore. In the Harry
2: Potter. <laughs> Shut the front door.
0: I was looking at that name, Richard Harris, and I wrote down who is Richard Harris. And then I wrote down Camelot, which uh-huh. I think is accurate. Right. But I was like, I know this name. And it's not because of it's not because of Camelot. Right. freaking Dumbledore. It's
1: Dumbledore.
0: The first it's, Dumbledore.
1: Yes, yes. The one who the one who passed away.
0: After the second movie. Right? Yeah. Wow. That just blew my mind. Yeah. Is that this was a, a better a song now automatically?
1: See, there we go. See, everybody's learning something. Everybody's today. brain is on fire. I learned today. about uh Enya's weird made up language. Everybody else learned about Dumbledore's pop music career.
0: Whoa. Now I have a fabulous quote to share describing Richard Harris and the process of creating this song.
1: Excellent. I can't wait to Um, hear it.
0: Well, let me just share it now. Why not? It's a perfect time. So when uh, Jimmy Webb was talking about the process of kind of finalizing and recording The song, they actually were going through like 30 or 40 Jimmy Webb songs to like decide what to put out together. And this was at the bottom of Jimmy Webb's list.
1: Okay. But Richard Harris
0: loved it. Loved it. (laughs) And he describes uh, the process of sharing the songs with Richard Harris like this. It's a quote. Quote, he was standing there in a caftan, (sighs) waving his arms and expressing excitement at some songs and not at others. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, there now I'm picturing Dumbledore and it's like yeah. Dumbledore dress slash caftan. Waving his arms around making this song. I love the song, guys. Yeah, Let's it call it what mind.
1: it
2: was. Let's call it what it was. It was probably a mumu
0: It was probably uh, a moo- Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was all the rage in
0: 1968.
2: Caftan yeah. is just a euphemism <laughs> for mumu isn't it? Yes. Pra- yeah. Practi- practically the square half acre of fabric for when you just can't be asked anymore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> for sure.
1: But the 1978 version by Donna Summer is the one that was the biggest hit mm-hmm. out of all of this. Oh. Oh.
0: So... By hit far. the original time, hit yeah. with Donna Summers, yeah. but there were at least like two other people who so covered it, right? So in between
1: Richard Harris and Donna Summer, it was recorded in 1969, the year after it was released by mm-hmm. Richard Harris, by Waylon Jennings. Okay. Um uh, huh. That went to number 23 on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart, number 93 on the Hot 100. It won a Grammy for Best Country Performance wow. by a duo or group with vocals. Yeah.
2: So also I'm- a hit. <laughs> I having a some trip. cognitive dissonance right now. It's, just... Well,
1: it's a best country performance. <laughs> that seems yeah. like a diametrically opposed. Um, it's no offense country, here. Listener. Yeah. Um Then in 1971, it went to number 38 as covered by the four tops. Okay. Yep. And then it went on the charts one more time in 2013 because there was a dance remix, and it went to number one on Billboard's Dance Club songs and number 20 on the Hot Dance and Electronic Songs chart. So that's
0: five times?
1: That is five times.
0: How in the is US? it possible? In
1: the U.S., yeah. That this yeah.
0: song charted five <laughs> times in the U.S.
1: And the biggest one, of course, Donna Summer, went to number one on the Hot 100, number 24 on the Adult Contemporary charts, number one on Hot Disco, Singles. It also went to number one on the Cashbox Top 100 chart. So she Smash took this it. nonsense song and somehow blew it up into this like upbeat, dancey disco song. Yeah. It's so weird.
0: It is totally There's weird. There's
1: nothing about this that is not weird.
2: Agreed. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh-huh.
1: Moxie, do you want to go ahead and read the chorus for us?
2: All righty. MacArthur Park is melting in the dark, all the sweet green icing flowing down. Someone left the cake out in the rain. I don't think I can take it, because it took so long to bake it, and I'll never have that recipe again.
1: Oh, no. It seems like such an odd focus point for uh, a a piece of writing. Now, evidently, like, it was inspired by um, Jimmy Webb had a bad breakup, and this is basically... Allegedly, it's it's him, like, watching his ex get married in macarthur park
2: see i have found a lot of different stories even stories from him himself i think that somewhere along the line he just started spinning off new narratives (laughs) so what's another story you heard Well, one was that they broke up in MacArthur Park, that she she worked nearby and they would have like lunch together and whatnot. And they broke up in MacArthur Park and there were men playing checkers by the trees and that everything, everything, every physical thing he has in there is something he saw and he claims he legitimately Mm. saw a cake in the rain. I, you know, the Marines don't leave a man behind. I don't leave a cake behind. I don't know how this could have happened.
0: (laughs) So there's a... Guardian article from 2013 called How We Made MacArthur Park. And it's really just an interview with Jimmy Webb. And it corroborates some of the things that you said already. You know, it says that everything in the song is real. There is a MacArthur Park near where my girlfriend worked selling life insurance. We'd meet there for lunch, and there'd be old men playing checkers, etc, etc. And then... He says, as for the cake in the rain, it's something I saw, we would eat cake and leave it in the rain. So his own explanation of the song yeah. is contradictory in the very same sentence. Because uh-huh. either it's something you saw, or something you you something it's something you did. But he says, it's something who, I saw. Who and does that, he, that also? No, right. I mean, like, yeah. So just, either he saw someone leave cake out in the rain, which is... <laughs> Weird, who does that? Or he and his girlfriend left cake out in the rain, which is also weird. And who does that?
1: Uh, but I think it's uh, the first line of this chorus, MacArthur Park is melting in the dark, and then it just switches to cake. Like no, MacArthur Park is not melting. It is the, the the icing, allegedly, or presumably, is is what is melting there. I don't know. I find it odd. I find it bizarre.
2: Uh Moxie, what were you gonna say? I do have a response for you, Brad. Okay. I have no idea. I'm just the longer I look at the lyrics, the crazier I feel. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> it feels like someone trying to work at a metaphor here.
1: Uh-huh. You know?
2: Yeah. It's like <laughs> really? <laughs> they really God. committed to it. It's not a good metaphor, but by God they are no. gonna see this thing to the end.
1: Exactly. I
2: have this idea
0: about cake, and I will make it work. I have a And I'm going to make it work with stories to other people for years and years to come.
1: It's so it's crazy to me also that um he, he has the uh, rhyming couplet here, Katie. I bet you like that.
0: I, I love it.
1: I don't think I can take it because it took so long to bake it. And I think he just built everything around that. And yet somehow he didn't rhyme it with the word cake. Someone left the cake uh. out in the rain. I don't think I can take it because it took so long to bake it. <laughs> and I'll never have that recipe again. Yeah, uh, opportunity. Oh, man. This guy was really trying to get, make this metaphor work.
0: So according to Jimmy Webb, the cake melting is a metaphor for losing
2: a chapter in your life.
1: That's a real bad metaphor.
2: Right? It is, and- it is a terrible metaphor. But, I mean, you can see where a wonderful, yummy, decorative cake... Uh, going very green cake would be a good uh, <laughs> yeah who eats green cake also but a, a cake going large would be a good metaphor for losing your a relationship and that's the other thing is a lot of people are like well this guy was on drugs and he that, that he's denied categorically but I'm going to leave an asterisk on that one there's definitely room I think for some drugs to have been involved
1: oh yeah oh yeah,
2: yeah. I mean people claim that this song is like
0: psychedelic or trippy but he definitively says no absolutely not it's totally based on real life events and it's a metaphor for this lost chapter in my life which was this relationship and the terrible breakup he said that he you know when she broke up with me i poured my hurt into this song
2: did you jimmy did you
1: Uh, there's a lot
2: is weird your hurt is weird (laughs) okay that's the
1: thing yeah and he was a reasonably successful songwriter too like this was not oh i i thought i had written down other songs that he that he wrote but like i know he wrote a handful of other big songs um won a couple of awards for his instrumentation and orchestration but it's such bizarre writing yes like and as we get into the the verses of the song, like, there's so many odd bits peppered throughout. It's amazing. Like, how it was a hit is well beyond me.
0: I mean, good so, for them. Yeah. I'm just still looking at this mixed metaphor right at the top of the chorus, ah. where you have MacArthur Park is melting right. in the dark, and then the sweet green icing floating down. It's like you really had to make a decision there either the park is melting or the cake cake is melting but the park doesn't become the cake are we having some kind of meta metaphor here where like one thing is turning into another it's not working yeah coming comes back to my he was
1: on drugs
2: theory (laughs) (laughs) ah i like that
1: was the 60s that's true i Um, I believe
2: i believe it wasn't about drugs but it was deaf drugs were involved drugs were involved
1: here and i also like i can't imagine somebody saying like you know when, like, a cake is melting in the <laughs>
0: <ring>. <laughs> You could imagine someone on drugs saying that. I can imagine that. someone yeah.
1: on drugs saying that.
0: You guys, like, I'll never have this recipe yeah. for a beautiful relationship ever again. It took
1: so long to bake it, man. To bake our love. He was a little baked.
2: Yeah, definitely yeah.
1: Baked. Th- There nicely we done. go. Better metaphor. For it's sure. Not,
2: is it? No. Not at
1: all. No. uh, Katie, do you want to go ahead and read verse one?
0: Yes. Spring was never waiting for us, girl. It ran one step ahead as we followed in the dance between the parted pages as were passed in love's hot fevered iron. Yeah. yeah. Like a striped pair of pants.
1: And there it is. And that's what I'm talking about with the other weird stuff peppered throughout.
0: This had potential for a moment.
1: Yeah
2: first three Started lines
1: strong. Were good. strong. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But then he needed a rhyme for dance.
0: And actually, even that fourth line has really nice alliteration on the parted pages and mm-hmm. we're passed. Oh, we were pressed, excuse me. Like That's really good stuff. And then it falls apart in the last two lines. Yeah. It feels like you're building to something that could be logical. And then you're just left with hot fevered irons and striped pants.
1: And how is it like a striped it's a pair of pants.
2: Maybe he likes golf. Ah, wow. spring.
1: Those pants are awful slimming.
2: <laughs> well, what's interesting is the second half of this first verse is not in every version of the song. Really, I think that, I think that those three lines are so bad as to have been ex- <laughs> as to have been expurgated from certain covers because that was actually the first time I've heard them.
1: I do know that the the original Richard Harris version has like an extra verse or bridge or something in there. That Donna Summers doesn't have but Donna Summers version is in its entirety 17 minutes long (gasps) the MacArthur Park suite yeah yeah my my
2: my mom was a a DJ in radio in the 70s and she said that you knew that if the DJ put this song on he was in the bathroom oh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's fun fun fact
0: I'm still trying to make sense out of this yeah um because okay spring was running ahead you know, as we followed in a dance. That's, that's nice. And that's, <laughs> it's poetic phrasing that you've seen before, but it's right. done in a nice way. Yeah. Um You know, it's solid writing. But then all of a sudden, we're in a book between the parted pages and we're pressed. Yep. Well, and we're pressed in love's hot fevered iron. So what has pages? Books have pages. Magazines have pages. Newspapers have pages.
1: Nights have pages. Nights have
0: pages. You guys are good. Zinger. But when are those pages pressed in a hot, fevered iron? And why are you, this couple, pages being pressed when you were just uh, dancing after spring? Right. So, uh, spring would be like new beginnings. So I guess new beginnings were running ahead of us and we danced after them and then we became Books? Like I don't know. I'm trying to use my archetypal uh, internal dictionary here, but it's not working for me.
1: Yeah. How is it like a striped pair of pants?
0: Because it's
2: running. And you wear uh. pants on your legs and you run. I mean. Mm. Is, is, like this, like, is this like, how is a raven like a writing desk? Maybe there isn't an answer. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He just wants to drive people crazy for the rest of time trying to figure it out. And yeah. then we're
1: going to focus on cake. Yeah. it's
2: Right. Th- and what does this have to do with
0: the f-
1: cake? The f- with pants the or with pages? <sighs> yeah. Like a striped pair of pants with green icing stains melted about. I don't know. It's uh, odd focal points.
0: And I love that Genius Lyrics has an annotation that's like, striped pants were very popular in the 1960s. Like, that Mm. doesn't help to make sense Mm. out of the usage of striped pants here.
1: How is it like them? I don't know. I don't- And
0: what is like them? Are we still
2: talking about spring? Love's hot
1: fevered iron, Katie.
2: I guess, yeah.
1: Love's hot fevered iron like a striped pair of pants.
2: You know, when you repeat the phrase, it sounds like a phallus-
1: the hot fevered iron. It sure yeah. does. does Yeah, it's Shakespearean.
2: Are the so, parted pages legs? Ooh. Maybe. Maybe this one isn't so hard to decipher after all. We just it have doesn't to, make. We sense, just have though. to come back down to the gutter where we
1: all belong. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's still bad. So yeah. it's
2: bad.
0: It's bad. <laughs> like, I, I didn't say it wasn't. Even if we're making some sense out of individual lines here, it yeah. does not hang together. No. no, a lot of mixed metaphors. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Katie. Worse mixed metaphors. This or unskinny bop. <sighs>
0: I don't remember the lyrics to Unskinny Bop. That was we recorded that in August. Yeah, I
2: couldn't possibly say. I'll think about it. I don't think sk- I don't think Unskinny Bop was really was trying to say something. <laughs> <laughs> the way this this guy's trying to say something and failing. Poison was not trying to say anything.
1: <laughs> Poison was trying to say let's hump. Basically, That's yeah. basically yeah. Yeah. Um, so. You know the uh, writer Dave Barry? Sure. uh, You you remember the the old sitcom Dave's World starring Harry Anderson where he played Dave Barry? He's a humor columnist. But – he uh show
0: me a picture of him. I don't know.
1: I will at some point. He ran a poll with his readers in nineteen ninety two, and the Richard Harris version was voted by them the worst song of all time.
0: Oh, poor Dumbledore. Yeah.
1: But it did uh win a Grammy, the Richard Harris version. So this song has now won two Grammys for quote best arrangement accompanying a vocalist.
2: Okay, so that was for the band. Yeah. Yeah,
1: seriously. What do you that, think, I think of that's the music? what that went to Jimmy Webb, actually? What do you I... think of the music? Oh, no, it's good. It's yeah. good music. Yeah, serviceable. Uh huh. Cool. I don't. You know,
0: I don't think about that so much. I'm the words. There's.
1: The words there's. A, so in the Donna version, Donna Donna version in the Donna Summer version, there's something that I absolutely love. It starts off so like somber and mellow, mm-hmm. and then like as it's about to pick up, you just start hearing like those disco do do <laughs> do noises. Yeah. It's the
0: signal, of, and it's like.
1: Oh, you know that melting cake party is about to drop, right yeah. there. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is this the signal of the the beats about yeah, to drop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was disco the disco lasers. era version of yeah.
1: Yes. That was the um. Uh, oh, what what is it? The, the 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 air horn? No, the um style of music that I can't remember, dubstep.
2: Dubstep <laughs> when okay.
1: they're about to drop the bass. <laughs>
0: so. Um i do love the beginning of this donna summer version with like how dramatic it is and then she's oh, yeah. like belting that note for a while as it ramps up yeah. underneath her do, do, do. it's fun i mean there's a fun element to yeah.
1: that so words I, uh, garbage words are garbage,
0: garbage is melting in the dark. All the sweet green
1: Should I uh, go ahead and read verse two? Yeah, absolutely. I recall the yellow cotton dress uh, foaming like a wave <laughs> on the ground beneath your knees. The birds like tender babies in your hands. <laughs> and the old men playing Chinese checkers by the trees. So uh, Donna Summer had one lyrical contribution okay. to this song, and it was the word Chinese.
2: Okay. She added the word Chinese?
1: <laughs> she added the word Chinese.
2: She didn't like that they were playing regular checkers in the park? She, Something about that didn't sit well with her, so she had to make it Chinese the, checkers?
1: She, I guess she just wanted another bizarre imagery of her own. That's weird. That is weird. Uh, of all, all the things to, uh, uh.
2: And it's in the most sensible verse, too, because this one <laughs> is able to make better literal sense that if you picture a a dress billowing down, you could see where okay, yeah, I could see where the the fabric gathering could look like waves breaking um I don't know why we're picking up baby birds, you know, leave them
0: alone. That's-
1: they're they carrying. could be
2: fully grown
0: birds but they're like babies in your hands mm.
1: tender babies tender, tender babies why are we catching
2: fully grown birds in the park
1: yeah. how I are we know. catching fully grown birds those things are carrying that- they're just littered with disease you know
2: and it's a weird lunch date yeah. <laughs> so it's just like yeah we'll have our sandwiches and then we'll uh grab some pigeons see what happens
1: this verse is basically saying like here are things i remember and were they like- doing
2: it within sight of the old men playing checkers by the trees
1: I got to imagine,
2: because that, that was always my impression that the dress thing was happening at the same time as the old men. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So they're like yeah, behind yeah, yeah. the shrubs. This is
1: behind the shrubs with all those tender baby birds. <laughs> <The> <laughs> this birds is the watching. whole
2: the whole scene Gross. being described. Are they doing it here? Wait a second.
1: That's what that's what Moxie that was, was assuming right there.
2: That was my takeaway. Well, I'm not putting anything past the man at this point. Mm. No.
1: Um, and I've
2: known I've known a few people who've done it in you know exciting places my my first husband did it in a confessional oh which i'm like wow you were going to win wow. that contest every time wow. <laughs> now granted it was you know it was on base so most of the time that room was the mess hall but uh if the confessional was in there that's it's consecrated and that still counts it counts is, yeah
0: um i did not imagine this as getting it on no i just thought she was sitting on the ground you know like if a woman is in a dress and she's Sitting, yeah. on the ground, then the dress will just kind of like it'll billow around your knees. Yeah, I guess I'm a um, pervert. Yeah. Foam, no, no, foam no.
1: like a wave. I'm
0: the I'm the resident school mom, So yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I, you know, she's having a Cinderella moment here, catching baby birds. Ew, they just love her.
1: If something is foaming like a wave and it's a yellow color, it? I, I, it's a, the the yellow cotton dress foaming like a wave. Mm-hmm. That seems so gross to me. Yeah, like how filthy is that wave? Yeah, it's a peewee. Sounds wave.
2: like a yeah, bad urine sample.
1: Yeah, <laughs> seriously, a foamy urine sample.
0: Why would you make the dress yellow uh,
2: and then springtime.
0: use a water simile? You bad because you know what? Because he's bad at, he's <laughs> bad bad at this. this. <laughs>
2: yes. It's yellow because it's springtime <clears> and foaming <throat> <throat> because he's he's bad at this and no one has the heart to tell him. We've yeah, all. dresses music, don't foam. The music industry has yeah, just been playing along with well. it to protect this man's feelings for the last 40 years.
1: Because cause Richard Harris somehow loved this song, and so this guy felt a sense of validation. He was there,
0: probably in a yellow caftan, yeah. just loving there, this yep. song. Oh, was all Mama walking School.
1: around in his it was and his sorting hat.
0: Wouldn't you say flo- – if you wanted to use the water simile there, wouldn't you say flowing, flowing. like yes. a wave? It's the yes. same number of syllables. And dresses don't foam, but they do flow, and water also flows. You could say flowing like a wave. Try harder. That's yeah. all I'm saying.
1: I mean – this is the, the the first time I've like read through these lyrics. Yeah, which which is it's been what now half an hour, and that took us zero time to rewrite that. Yeah, this song has been around for fifty years. I should have two Grammy so, awards. Is what you should you have said. two Grammy awards. That's the
0: whole
2: song. There's no verse three. Yeah, it just repeats the chorus. Holy. Because oh, he, there's he, a bridge. He, he thought that you hadn't gotten enough of it. There's well, a bridge. I mean,
1: the, the I could look up the Richard Harris version. There's, th-
2: there's a bridge oh. here. Oh, okay. Oh, am I looking at the Richard Harris version?
1: Maybe you are. I don't know. I don't know what you pulled up.
2: Well, there's a lot of I diff- don't know. there's a lot of different versions. where there's yeah. been so many different covers, and the song could potentially run for seventeen minutes, <sighs> yeah. you know, um, because I am more familiar with the version that I used in my burlesque routine. So that's the one I listened to five hundred times. So, that was the Donna Summer yeah, the version. The Donna Summer but version. But yeah, yeah. And I don't think hers, but either hers didn't have a bridge, or I edited the bridge out the first time through. And I forgot it existed.
1: I don't think it does. Uh, I can't really recall. But Katie, why don't you do? You want to read us the bridge just so we can hear what nonsense Richard sure. Harris was singing?
0: Ah, uh, it's kind of long, actually. Okay, so this is from the Richard Harris version. There will be another song for me, for I will sing it. There will be another dream for me. Someone will bring it. I will drink the wine while it is warm and never let you catch me looking at the sun and after all the loved ones of my life after all the loved ones of my life you'll be the one now hold on to your hats folks because there's a second part of the bridge
1: good god
0: i will take my life into my hands and i will use it i will win the worship in their eyes and i will Lose it, I will have the things that I desire, and my passion flow like rivers through the sky. Oh, and after all the loved ones of my life, after all the loved ones in my life, I'll be thinking of
2: you and wondering why this isn't even the same S- song. no, it's, it's not well, so totally different from the rest of the song yeah. the
1: uh The Richard Harris version is seven and a half minutes long, yeah, oh God,
0: yeah, um, there was one decent line in it. And my passion flow like rivers through the sky. No, actually, it's the rivers are going through the sky. <laughs> the rivers are, uh, I, just, I didn't have time no. to think. I was like, oh, passion flows like rivers. But what well, about drinking
1: makes, warm wine?
0: That makes more sense than what we read before, but no, the rivers are flowing yeah. through the sky. F
2: and, this, and I are, take but, it back. There are legit applications for warm wine, like Louvine and and the way the ancient Greeks did it. So that's justifiable. This maybe it's just because we've been reading the rest of it and it's so god awful that this doesn't seem so bad to me. It's all
1: relative. Yeah, yeah I, Is think, what you're I think saying. I have.
2: Well, I have stock. I think I've got Stockholm syndrome at this point. But.
0: Well. <laughs> This song has given us all Stockholm Syndrome. This song is like Disney's Beauty and the Beast.
1: It kind of is.
0: We've now been beaten into saying, like, this isn't so bad.
1: But we do know that it is so bad, oh, right? Yeah, like, sure. okay, we haven't forgotten. We haven't forgotten that, right? No. We're still well aware of how bad this is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll never catch
2: you looking at the sun. Why not?
1: I don't know. Like,
2: Why not? It's, <laughs> See, I think I think if yeah. the whole song had been similar to The Bridge... Either it wouldn't have been so bad, or who knows? Maybe it wouldn't have been successful. Maybe this was the the '70s song equivalent of "The Room." Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe people just got, like it it's because so bad, it's, it's bad. good syndrome.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, huh. but it's uh, I don't think you would ever get a group of people together to listen to this song though. Whereas people have go never, in droves to see the room.
2: Have you never been to karaoke?
1: Uh, I've never, I've never seen anybody perform this at karaoke.
2: It wouldn't. No, this it, is it like a showstopper. It yeah. wouldn't stand out. This would totally fit in any good karaoke party. I don't know,
0: Brad. Maybe you need to add it to. I
1: will not. Uh, no, okay. no. The, I will not. <laughs> this is the hill he will. Not. This
2: is the hill he will die on.
1: This is. Uh, this is certainly not.
0: Brad has a band, uh called Jam with the band karaoke where the band does live band karaoke. Oh, that's so awesome. he he knows karaoke uh pretty intimately,
2: but Donna Summers. Maybe not maybe make it's it a different crowd. Sense. Maybe it's a different crowd when it's the maybe. regular karaoke. Maybe you attract a better class of person. A class of person that wouldn't <laughs> sing this song.
1: Better, huh? Yeah.
2: We're going to go with that. We're going to go with that. We're going
1: to hope that's the answer. But now
2: what I want to do is I want to go to the piano bar here in town that does that. They do, you know, piano karaoke. and i to be like, hey, boss, you know MacArthur Park?
1: Yeah.
0: This would be a really good piano bar. You could
1: really like lounge on top of the grand piano. Yeah, because
0: they appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely
0: want you to roll around on their expensive equipment. Just like you guys want to – want people to spill
2: beer on yours exactly i'll put on extra Uh, glitter so they'll remember i was there oh god (laughs) forever it's pretty much so that
1: years from now they'll still be like you still got this goddamn glitter all over the piano yeah
2: glitter is the herpes of the burlesque world
1: yeah
0: i ran a a theater department at the last school where i taught and we had a strict no glitter policy no glitter no confetti Mm Nothing of the kind.
1: My uh, my mother was a nursery school teacher when I was growing up, and so we always had glitter all over everything in our house because she would just like take it with her accidentally, just like covered in glitter at work, and then you'd you know be having dinner and there's like glitter in your rice oroni or whatever. <laughs> like.
2: It's it's like it's like CSI. It's like you know transfer, Um and actually crimes oh, have yeah. been solved using glitter transfer as evidence. Really, really, yeah, because it's like, that's because like a it's um, blood spatter, but well, it's more like uh, a paint chip where you can okay. be like, okay, we just have to ter- determine who manufactured this, and then if we find this same glitter in the vicinity of our suspect, that clinches it. Her brain is on facts so, right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Have you done a deep dive into glitter on one of your episodes?
2: Uh, no, but funny coincidence, <laughs> Emily Prokop of The Story Behind, that was the topic uh, she did this past week. Oh, that's, oh, that's funny. Oh,
1: <laughs> um, Can we talk about uh, some of these Richard Harris lyrics Absolutely. that Donna Summer didn't include? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm looking at the, the second half of the bridge. I will win the worship in their eyes, <laughs> and I will lose it.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, the whole like quatrain there is I will take my life into my hands and I will use it. I will win the worship in their eyes and I
2: will lose it.
0: It's like why why is that so Well I think it may it may not yeah. be
2: desirable as much as realistic.
0: But then I, the next line is I will have the things that I desire. Well he's got, two out, of, he's got two out of like three rivers through the know? sky. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're being very uh, kind.
1: He's not good at this. Jimmy <laughs> Webb is not a good songwriter,
0: unless this was Richard Harris's part, in which case also. But it was not written great. by
1: Jimmy Webb.
0: It's so Richard Harris is strictly the performer. Correct. Yeah, you don't. So he's not credited with any input on this right. section. Yes, It's just Donna Summer didn't want this part.
1: I guess so, or or her producer.
0: She wanted but, Chinese checkers. She wanted she didn't. Chinese. Want this part? Because listen, I'm okay. cutting out
1: three minutes of bridge. I insist on throwing the word Chinese in there. Um, what is he trying to say with the bridge? Uh, Like you suggested, Moxie, that maybe he's being realistic.
2: About what? Well, he's, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to earn their adoration and then I'm going to do something to screw it up. I I feel that, I feel that line a lot. (laughs) You know, that really, that really does resonate with me. I, I think in a bizarre, and again, Stockholm Syndrome kind of way, this reminds me a little bit of Rudyard Kipling's If. I never read that. You're going to have to go on. Give us more. I will run and get my, well, I don't actually don't have a book of that that in one of the fires. <laughs> I that also had two house fires. Um the second you one You gotta was- give us Oh, go ahead. The second one was caused by the lightning strike that scrambled my memory. Oh my god. Okay, go to the Google machine.
0: Yeah, you definitely have to give us um and our listeners more of a
2: rundown of your rudyard kipling uh comparison here let's hope they all love rudyard kipling as much as i do we can all just uh enjoy ricky tiki tabby and set aside the white man's burden he's he's still less racist than lovecraft and everybody seems to love the hell out of lovecraft Uh,
1: he was also uh less racist than um edgar rice burroughs
2: oh (laughs) i'm gonna have to dig into that oh do you know what um lovecraft named his cat this, no. is, this sounds like I'm setting up a joke. I'm not. Uh, it was, was it
1: Catulu?
2: No, unfortunately. Oh. It was a black cat, and he named it N-Word Man. Oh, no. my God. Naturally, he didn't say N-Word. Uh, but <laughs> uh, if by Rudyard Kipling, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting, too, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting... We're being lied to don't deal in lies, We're being hated don't well, give way to hating, and yet don't look too good or talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same. if you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve you long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, Hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds' worth of distance run, Yours is the earth and everything that's in it and which is more you'll be a man my son. Now I'm not saying there's a parallel. I'm just saying it I'm just saying it kind of reminds me of it.
0: I mean there is a line in the second to last stanza where it says um if you can, uh well, it's a couple of lines. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and talk and lose and start again at your beginning and never breathe a word about your loss. When I heard you read that part, I said, okay. Um, that that could remind me of the part in the bridge where he says, you know, I'll take my life into my hands and I will use it. I will win the worship in their eyes and I will lose it. But uh, I think Kipling's got a leg up. Oh, on the Kipling thing so is so much better,
2: <laughs> and it's a little bit more the way things are laid out than what he's actually saying. That reminded me of it, but you mm. know, oh, why is that? Because it's just it's kind of that that format of action result, action result, and we're talking about the future and then speculative. And I'm always, you know, I'm never more than two steps away from thinking about Rudyard Kipling anyway, so. <laughs> I mean, this is a beautiful poem. Yeah. So. And I'll, and I'll I was... listen to uh, Jim Crochet's version of Gunga Din three times a week, if you'll let me, you know. Well, we'll let you. <laughs> we should check that out. I... So every, everybody, after this is over, uh, Google, <laughs> you good on YouTube, look, for Jim Crochet, C-R-O-C-E, uh, singing the poem Gunga Din. All right, we'll look it up. Okay. I made a note okay. of it
1: um i was i was kind of hoping that you were going to start reading if by the band bread <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> once you got halfway through i was like wait a second i don't know this song uh,
2: i could, I could do if, if i could do if by janet jackson <laughs> I, I
1: do remember that <laughs> just one, all yeah. the if songs yeah. uh none of none of which were by jimmy webb no all no. of which are probably better written than anything jimmy webb
0: that's exactly say what that. i was about yeah. to
1: say um i've got i've got a quote of Jimmy Webb's from Q Magazine he did okay. an interview with. And it goes back to, Moxie, your theory about all, all the drugs. He's discussing the song. He says, quote, okay, it may be far out there and a bit incomprehensible, but I wrote the song at a time in the late 60s when surrealistic lyrics were the order of the day. Um, because drugs. Are these surrealistic? No. No. They're garbage.
0: Why? Because something's melting? Yeah. And Dolly had melting clocks, so now it's surrealist? Dresses like, no.
1: foaming like the sea, like it's, a river in the sky. or
2: Maybe it's pseudo-surrealist at best. It's he like ma-
1: striped pants.
2: He might legitimately think he made surrealism because he might think, ooh, melting clocks, so if something weird melts. Cakes. Cakes, cakes right. don't melt. I'll melt a cake.
1: Huh. Now- I it almost seems like he's trying to write these like uh, trippy surrealistic lyrics, but has like no drug experience. <laughs> also,
2: oh,
0: so Brad, you're going in the other direction. You think I believe he did not do drugs, right? You think
1: he's but he wanted to write as if he did do drugs,
2: like the high school dare officer trying to sound
1: cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
2: So just to give like a, a
0: official definition, surrealism is uh, an artistic and literary movement that was focused on releasing the creative potential of the c- uh, unconscious mind, um, which would include irrational juxtaposition of images. But it feels... See, these definitions, like the definition of a genre, comes after the genre is already established. Yeah. So people had just been naturally exploring, writing in a way that might represent their subconscious. And then after the fact scholars labeled it surrealism and then after that, someone like Jimmy Webb goes, oh, I'm gonna try to write to this yeah. definition and it feels <clears throat> forced
1: I also think you have to take into consideration, like, intent like, mm-hmm. I don't think he intended it to be Surrealist? <laughs> surrealist
0: You think other people said, well, that's weird, and he went it's surrealist, it's
1: surrealist. Yeah. Oh, so he is sure. using
2: surrealism as an excuse to cover his sucky writing
1: Basically, yeah, now exactly. that scans. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, I think we can agree that that is the most plausible theory here.
1: Now, is it all right if we discuss Donna Summer a little Anytime bit? Anytime you want. Uh, the only real factoid I have about hers, which is has nothing to do with this song, really, but um, in 1989, she got in trouble because she made anti-gay remarks uh, where she said that, AIDS was God's punishment for a moral gay lifestyle. What? Yeah, and then um, oh, there was a lot of that around and, at the
2: time. I mean, originally AIDS was called GRID, so it actually the G stood for gay because yeah. yeah, yeah. I understand that, but I wouldn't have. It,
0: I don't know. I wouldn't have expected it from
1: Disco Queen Donna, Dis- Donna Summer.
0: Disco Queen Donna Summer.
1: Well, well years I can't later. Yeah, <laughs> years later, she was being interviewed by The Advocate, and she says that quote: "A couple of people I write with are gay." And they have been ever since I met them. That's her like defense.
2: They, they, okay. They've been gay so. since I met them.
1: Yeah, that's. Oh, so a, they, I have a gay friend. Yeah, so that, it's fine it, if it's, I say it. I must yeah. say
2: it's particularly ironic for an African-American person to pull the uh, it's okay because I have a black friend card. Like, oh. oh, you know, I can say this. I have gay f- – you know, I work with gays. Yeah. So I can say that I, I
1: mean, it's a, a desperate attempt to try to
0: – Or maybe just a blatantly ignorant attempt yeah. to make up for what she said. I mean, maybe she thinks it's that's a fine explanation. It's certainly not. But this w- this we don't know saying.
1: what This well, is her saying, I couldn't possibly be anti-gay. Yeah. Because, because gay the friends. people I
2: employ – well, she said, she said there were songwriters, uh, yeah. right? People so people are in her, yeah. her employ. So for all we know – and. Not to disparage her, but she might talk like that around them, but they can't confront her because they need her. they need money to live, and so yeah. she assumes it's okay because she's never been corrected. Now of course we have no idea what of her course, work of environment course we don't. is like. But as someone who has said stupid shit that she shouldn't have said <laughs> I am like the queen of that. I've gotten better through great effort and apologies to anybody who's known me longer than the last, say, five minutes. Um, But that that is a a fairly common narrative. You think that it's okay with that group of people, but for whatever reason, they just haven't corrected you and told you, no, it's not okay. Shut up.
1: So, well, Donna Summer died a couple years ago of lung cancer, so...
2: Well, I mean, that's still
0: unfortunate. Yeah. uh, Regardless of these upsetting comments. Yeah.
1: So, that's how that story ended.
0: Brad always wants to, like... (laughs) Leave I just want to run note. down a
1: list of like here's who died.
0: As our episode starts to wrap up, let's yeah. uh, give the worst saddest. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah so let's upsetting. Let, let's end. I didn't want our, to drop
1: that at the beginning. Let, we started with Richard Harris dying. I thought this was we the natural started
2: point. with Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that
2: kind of brings it, kind so, of brings it full circle. And I like how we end on homophobia and lung cancer. That's really uh, how you yeah. tie that up in a nice little bow. Oh,
1: it's good times. Feel guys. Good, good. Feel times. good
2: podcast.
1: Makes me want to go disco dancing Mm -hmm. so
2: should i
0: grade this song
1: yeah please do i don't know what is the
0: assignment oh is it like it's not an write
1: something surrealistic
0: it's like a c minus
1: yeah wow
2: yeah it was not an f
1: and i thought i felt like that was a generous assignment yeah i think
2: i think you're being nice i think you're giving him points just for putting his name at the top of the paper
1: essentially because like the sats
2: c would be classified as approaching standards right
0: so like (laughs) If the assignment <laughs> is to create something surrealistic, there is some general understanding of the definition right. represented through these lyrics. Is it a is it a quality understanding? Would I feel confident that the student could then go and like explain surrealism to somebody else? I would have my doubts. Like it would be an area I would say like okay, we should work on this. Um, but it's not like a D. It's not
2: not done. Yeah, yeah It's it's yeah. not quite D material. I'm going to assume he spelled everything correctly so you know see oh yeah i mean if there's yeah. if there's poor proofreading <laughs> now, now you're doomed
1: hoping for that mechanic score now you're yeah doomed. uh windows down radio up
2: no, Boxy. If I'm in, if if a certain nostalgic mood were to take me, I I might. But the thing is, I can't imagine the last time I listened to a radio since I got into listening to podcasts. I almost forgot what right. I almost forgot what music even was because you subscribe to 800 billion of them, and you're like, oh crap, I've gotta listen, I've gotta listen. There's so many of them, I've gotta listen to them all.
1: Oh yeah, uh, Brad
2: does the same thing. He listens at one and a half speed so that he to. can listen to yeah, absolutely. As many and as also, some hosts are just so. Slow. You'll put them on fast and you're like, you still sound like you're on Quaaludes. Wake <laughs> up. <laughs> I'll tell
1: you what. It's sometimes when you put it back to normal speed, everybody just sounds drunk. Yeah. So.
2: It's more efficient this way. Got to get the information yeah. to my brain.
1: Exactly.
2: Brad, do Absolutely
1: down. not. Oh. Absolutely not. Never. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, Every time I hear this song, I immediately forget how this song goes. Okay. So, like, so you're, we you're repressing to it. it. I think so. I think there's a, like some part of my subconscious that is saying, like, don't remember this song.
0: So, I have to say, I don't think it's an earworm. Like, I don't think, it's know,
2: no, it's I. not an earworm. But I'm, now the question is. I think is, the reason, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to me talk over you. Uh, no, no, but now no. it gave me Stockholm syndrome. It's causing you to repress memories. So the, that's two out of three. So what kind of psychological disorder did it give you, madam? Uh.
0: Huh. I. I may have escaped unscathed I think I just don't care about it enough to, uh, <laughs> <I think laughs> the effect in one way or another Maybe it will
2: manifest somewhere down the road
0: yeah if I start having like some kind of PTSD level symptoms i'll I'll call and let you know for sure well you're already, you've already about it.
1: you're already gonna wake up in the middle of the night because of that terrifying raggedy ann doll
0: that's true like the the so one psychological difficulty i've had from this episode
2: has to do with raggedy ann being annabelle right. not with uh-huh. the doll so yeah if you google it you can see her in her in her glass box with a little sign that says do not touch and do not open under any circumstances this is why i'm always telling my students they need to learn to follow directions i mean it could save your life someday yeah maybe you should put Come like on. a haunted doll in the corner just to keep them on their mind in their p's and q's i'm so lame i would be afraid of
1: just put doll. a regular doll in <laughs> and tell them it's haunted <laughs> Um. I
0: think that's what Moxie <laughs> was suggesting. Uh, yeah, I don't think she
1: thinks I oh, have I thought, access to a to real haunted house. Guys, I couldn't find an actual haunted Because for one dog. thing, those
2: cost extra. Like, I don't – eBay uh. sellers always start those with a high reserve.
1: You have to find, like, the right witch doctor who's willing to <laughs> –
2: on my teacher's salary, I can't afford the real yeah,
1: haunted
2: doll. Well, maybe just go take with a doll fake one. and then find an old Roma woman and like push her in a puddle <laughs> and then hold the yeah. doll up in front of you like a shield and when she goes to curse you, it'll all go into the doll. I mean,
1: this is an airtight plan. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. uh,
0: I'm going to work go on this wrong. over the summer and by September, I will have a cursed slash haunted doll in my classroom. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You are welcome.
1: Scare Thank those you. kids straight. Yep. <laughs> uh, Moxie, before we wrap things up, can you just uh, tell everybody about Your Brain on Facts and where they can find that?
2: Well, Your Brain on Facts is a half-hour show of things you didn't know, things you thought you knew, and things you never knew you never knew available on all podcast players. And within a matter of a couple of days, it will also be on Pandora. I just got an email about that earlier today, so that is exciting. And you can always check my website, yourbrainonfacts.com. And within the next month, I will be doing a second podcast and YouTube channel with my niece called Science. Oh, really? Science with Savannah, age seven. Oh, that's really sweet. I'm excited. Except I didn't think about how difficult it would be to keep a seven year old on task when I have ADD. <laughs> we did not get a lot done.
1: <laughs> so, well,
0: it'll
2: be fun to see how that goes yeah. down over that's time. That's
1: true. That could be like a glorious like mess.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. it's I mean, so, my, my first burlesque tagline was a hot mess. So, <laughs> okay, it's fitting. So this is perfect. Someone left
0: the rain. And I don't think that I can take
1: it. Oh, it, too it. Oh, Alright, everybody, thank you for listening. Again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, song suggestions, you can drop us an email. We are at decompositionpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at decomp underscore pod. Facebook and Instagram, Decomposition Podcast. Make sure you get yourself onto the Apple Podcast app. Drop us a rating and a review. Let us know what we are doing, good, bad, or otherwise. And
0: a very special thank you to Moxie. Yeah, thank you, Moxie, for doing this.
1: We really appreciate you you, uh, phoning it in. Thank
2: you for letting me crash Um, your show.
1: Love it. And again, guys, thank you very much. And you just chill till the next episode. Birthday party, cheesecake, jelly bean, boom. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Carol. And we're the hosts of Retro Late Fee. We are stuck in 1994. And we can't get out. (laughs) We're watching all the movies and TV shows that you probably remember, I guess. Somehow we're speaking to you through some kind of time portal. Right. Uh, Join us every week for great movies and TV shows from 25 years ago.
0: (laughs) It's fun, I swear.